What's up, Lamb Fam? Welcome back to the Life After Miscarriage podcast, where we unapologetically chat the ins and outs of what life is actually like after miscarriage. I'm your host, Shelly Metling, and with four angel babies myself and one rainbow baby here on earth, I have created a platform for you guys to share your stories. So sit back, relax, get ready to relate, laugh, and cry as we get real on what life is actually like after miscarriage in the 21st century. Today's episode is brought to you by Prove, the first and only FDA cleared test to confirm successful ovulation at home. Did you know that one of the leading causes of infertility is issues with ovulation? Prove's mission is to help women get more information early in their fertility journey so they don't have to suffer disappointing test results or multiple losses with no answers. Visit provetest.com and use my special code LAM20, L-A-M, Two zero for 20% off your order. And I'll go ahead and I'll link that in the description of this episode. Thank you so much for supporting the sponsors that support our show. Now let's get into today's episode. Hello, everyone. We have Lauren Zanel. Did I say it right? Zanel. Yep. Zanel. Lauren, <laughs> Lauren Zanel on today's episode. I'm so excited to get to know a little bit more about her. Lauren, I'm just going to toss it. You start wherever you'd like with your story. Okay, cool. So, um, my husband and I, I'll start in the beginning as, as most people do. Um, my husband and I met, uh, or sorry, got married in August of 2017. Um, we knew we wanted to start a family shortly after, but, but we wanted to wait maybe like a year into the marriage and just at least, um, you know, enjoy the time, you know, by ourselves. And I mean, we had, we had been dating for many years prior, but just wanted to get settled, maybe buy a house, things like that. So I want to say like a month after our honeymoon, I was supposed to get my period and I was kind of late. Like, oh, this is weird. I don't think I'm pregnant, but whatever. Let me just, you know, take a test. And to my surprise, I was pregnant. Um, We were very shocked. Um, I actually was not on birth control at the time, just because I wanted to kind of clear my system out for when we did start trying. But I guess I didn't do a good job that month of tracking everything. Um, so, you know, we were both really shocked and actually pretty nervous and apprehensive about the whole thing because it just, it wasn't what we were expecting. Um, but we, you know, we we knew that we wanted to, you know, continue with the pregnancy. We weren't in a position that we couldn't, you know, raise a child or anything like that. We both had good jobs, you know, so we, we went forward and we were, you know, got excited. We went to the first appointment, um, everything, you know, um, going well and, and the whole entire pregnancy, there was no complications. It was fairly easy. I didn't have any um, morning sickness, uh, you know, other than some back pain at the end. And on May 12th, 2018, we welcomed our son. Um, and just as like new parents, it's all just so overwhelming. And I, I kept thinking like in those first few months, I was like, oh my God, how do people like turn around and have another baby right after like their first? Because it was just, oh, so overwhelming. Um, and just a, a total life changer. So we, we waited a while. Um, I think we, I think like maybe after my son turned a year, we were like, oh, well, let's kind of like discuss when we would think about maybe having another one and you know we decided well maybe we'll wait until like early 2020 and um 
I'm such a planner as most of the other women on this podcast are. Um, and I was like, oh, I'll, I'll plan it so that the baby comes around like October and I have the rest of the year off from work. And like, you know, I'll get to spend all the holidays at home. So, so we were like, okay, well, we'll wait, we'll wait until like maybe January and we'll, we'll start trying again. And lo and behold, uh, Christmas of uh, 2019 rolls around and I think I should be getting my period soon and I haven't gotten it. So I was like, well, let me just take another test. And I was pregnant. Um, so again, that was kind of like another little surprise, but not as, as much of a surprise as, as our son. Um, we, we knew we wanted to, to try again. So, um, you know, we were excited. And um, this this time around, I actually told um, some of our close family pretty early, um, just because of how you know, uncomplicated the first birth was, I was like, well, I, I knew, you know, miscarriage was a, a possibility, but I, I guess, you know, I'm pulling from my previous experiences, I was like, well, it didn't happen the first time. I think it's probably really low, especially since I had a healthy first birth. Um, so we let some family members know around like, uh, six to eight weeks-ish, and we had gone in to our eight-week appointment. Um, I had just gone in, and we did the uh, ultrasound, and everything looked great. Baby was healthy, um, had a good, strong heartbeat, uh, so thought, great. Uh, this is all going, like, really smoothly, and so even we started, you know, telling, uh, we told my husband's family, and uh, so then around 11 weeks, I had just gone in for a regular, it was just a regular appointment. There was no ultrasound or anything like that. And then the uh, doctor brought out the um, handheld Doppler and she was, you know, searching around for quite a while. And she's like, I can't hear the heartbeat, but like, I'm not too nervous. A lot of times this early on, you really can't, um, you know, hear it. So I'm like, okay. She's like, well, when I think I was supposed to go in for like, um, I don't know if it was like genetic screening testing, um, like the week, the next week, and they would have done an ultrasound there. And she was like, well, you can wait for that. Or if you want, like you can come to our other office the next day and I can just, you know, do a quick ultrasound and make sure everything's fine. So I was like, yeah, let's do that. You know, it'll just give me peace of mind. Um, and so I left the appointment. I was a little nervous, but I, I wasn't that concerned that I had just mentioned to my husband. I was like, well, you know, so they couldn't find it on the handheld Doppler. And of course I like looked online and, um, everyone had, you know, it was like, oh yeah, they, I had that same thing happen. And, you know, they were able to find the heartbeat, no problem when they looked on the ultrasound. So I was like, okay, cool. Um, so I actually went to the OB's office the next day. It was like right before work. I was like just popping in, uh, right on my way to work. Um, so I hop up on the table and she and it was it was the the doctor who was doing the the ultrasound that I had seen the day before and so it was like taking a while to say anything and so um I, I actually was just kind of like daydreaming while I was on the table and I think there was like a minute where I was like wait I feel like I've been in this position for a while and no one's saying anything I feel like something's going on and I had looked over at the monitor and I was just like oh that doesn't that doesn't, I don't know, something looks off. And a few seconds later, she's like, I'm sorry, I can't find a heartbeat. And um, it was like a total out of body experience. Uh, 
I didn't have any emotions in that moment. I didn't cry. I didn't like, I honestly, that obviously was not what I was expecting going into that appointment. So, um, she was just like, oh, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. And, um, you know, it was just me in the room. I, I told my husband, I was like, I'm just going to pop in on my way to work. Like I, you know, so she was like, I'm going to give you a minute. I'm going to come back in, um, and kind of like discuss our option, your options. Um, so, she, you know, I, in the moment, I really, like, like I said, I wasn't crying. I was just kind of like shocked. So, um, she, she comes back in, um, and she said, you know, you, you have a few options. You can wait till you miscarry, but you know what, this is, this was a missed miscarriage. And, um, I think she, she had said that the, I think the baby had passed around like 10 weeks and I was, I was like at my 11 week appointment. Um, like, well, you can, you know, wait till you miscarry, but seeing that nothing has happened yet, um, I wouldn't recommend that. Or you can, you know, we can give you pills or we can do uh, a DNC. Um, and so I, she seemed to be leaning towards the DNC. She said, you know, just based on how far along you are, like it's probably, you know, going to be best if you do a DNC, we can make sure we get everything out. And, um, you know, I had, I had no objections to it. Um, before we went into our office, I called my husband and I just, you know, quickly told him what was going on. Um, and so he was like, okay, I'll, I'll wrap things up at work and I'll, I'll come home. And so, um, you know, I met with, I met with a doctor, kind of filled out some preliminary paperwork. She said, you know, I don't mean to rush you along, but like, I have, I have room on my schedule tomorrow morning. I can fit you in. And, you know, at this point I was like, yeah, the sooner the better. Like I, I didn't know that, you know, I'd been walking around like this for a few days. So I, I prefer to like, you know, just get it over with. Um, so, uh, I left, I left the appointment and it was just hard because she kept saying, like, oh, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. And I was like, okay. All right. Just like, let's, let's just get the paperwork signed so I can get out of here. I don't really want to, you know, be waiting around in the office for that long. Um, but the hard part was she wanted me to come back in for a follow-up ultrasound just to kind of, uh, have one of the ultrasound texts, just confirm her diagnosis and make, you know, any final measurements and everything like that of the baby. And unfortunately when I was in the office, the tech wasn't there, but she was like, can you come back in a few hours? They'll be here. They'll fit you in. I said, all right, fine. So I left, I went home, you know, my husband went home and you know, after I got out of the office, I really like, obviously that was my time to break down and, um, kind of process everything. So, uh, I called work and I was just like, uh, I, I have to take like, a you know, uh, urgent two days off from work. Um, I didn't really give any explanations and they didn't ask for any. So, um, my boss is a male, so I didn't feel like really kind of going into the details. So I was just like, uh, an emergency came up. I'm going to need the next two days off. He's like, fine, no problem. Um, so, you know, I came home, my husband came home, we, you know, processed it together. And then a few hours later, went back to the doctor for the ultrasound. And, um, that, that was just, that sucked because 
the tech was like really uh, abrupt and you know, like get into this room and I'm trying to keep it together. She's like, um, so you're here about something about a heartbeat. And I'm just like, uh, I'm like, uh, there is none. And you, I'm just, I'm here for, for you to confirm that. And she's like, all right. Um, so I get up and that, that was hard because I had to like relive the situation all over again. Um, so I had to get up on the table and I was, I was really having a hard time kind of keeping it together and not crying. And she's like, can you, can you just kind of like hold still so I can get some pictures? whatever I need to do to to get out of here so you know she she did the ultrasound and you know I saw the doctor again and she's like yep everything was you know as I suspected and it looks like you know the the baby just um you know it stopped uh growing and you know uh at, at 10 weeks and she's like you know unfortunately miscarriage is very common um she never at that time said anything about like uh, any testing, any follow-up testing, any any testing on the baby, anything like that. Um, that it was really just, it was just kind of a fluke. Um, so, uh, you know, we went home, um, let some of our immediate family know. I, I had to uh, get my mom to come up to watch my, my son because we had to go in for the, uh, the surgery then the next morning at like 5 a.m. Um, and I wasn't, I honestly wasn't too nervous. I've had surgeries before and I've, you know, gone under and, you know, had anesthesia. So I was like, if anything, I was like, yeah, let's just get it over with, you know, let me take a little nap and I'll wake up and, you know, we'll be fine. We'll be good to go. And so we went in the next morning and, um, we had, you know, I had the procedure. It was, it was hard walking back to the room because everybody knows why you're there. And they're all kind of just giving you these like sad looks. And, oh, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. And like, you know, I appreciate it, but I feel like, uh, you know, the more people are nice to you, the more you just like want to cry. So I almost just wanted it to be very clinical and just be like, all right, just come on, just take me back. Stop stop saying anything to me. Let's just, let's just knock me out and, you know, let me wake up and kind of move on. Um, so, I mean, it was, uh, you know, I went back and they put me under and I woke up 30 minutes later, didn't have any cramping, felt absolutely fine. Um, I actually in a weird way felt a lot better, um, after waking up and just knowing that like I could, you know, I could kind of move forward and I wasn't carrying around like a dead baby inside of me. Um, so we were discharged and honestly, like the, the recovery was really easy. I, I mean, I hardly bled. I, they had, you know, they had warned me. They were like, well, you might, you might bleed for a few days later. And I mean, I had like no cramping, no bleeding. I, I moved on really quickly. Um, I'll say that, you know, I got my, I got my period again a little more than a month later. Um, and I had my follow-up appointment with my OB and she said, you know, there's no reason for you not to, you know, jump right back into it. Try again. You don't need to wait. Um, she had just said, you know, maybe wait, maybe wait, um, you know, until you get your first period just so we can date the pregnancy. So I said, okay, you know, my husband and I had discussed it maybe you know, I think going through that, that miscarriage really showed us that we really wanted to have another child. So, um, you know, I was sad what happened. I really wanted to get pregnant again. And I feel like a lot of people who go through a miscarriage 
have that feeling like I just if I can just get pregnant again I'll feel better uh I'll, you know I'll be able to get back in that boat of being pregnant and you know um so that's kind of where I was I was just like all right well once that you know first period comes and I start you know ovulating again like yeah let's jump right back into it so um this is now around like March of this year, March, 2020. So, um, we had decided, you know, I had my first period, it's time to ovulate. So I said, all right, let's, you know, let's try again. Um, you know, while all of this is going on then, so too is the coronavirus. So things had started bubbling up about that. Um, we had like my work had, had, um, had like a mandatory work from home policy. Um, you know, I, I have a pretty much like a, like a desk job, so it, I can work from home, um, no problem. So it was also weird in that, you know, while we were trying again, we were also navigating this new world of like being isolated from everyone else. Um, so uh, I was supposed to get my period again around uh, mid-April. So I, um, I had taken a pregnancy test, I think actually like a few days before I was supposed to get my period. So I was like, oh, I just wanna know, I wanna know. And lo and behold, a faint line showed up. And I was like, oh my God, like I'm pregnant again. This is crazy. Like, cause I was so nervous that because of the DNC or because of the previous miscarriage, like something got screwed up in my body. I was just, you always have that fear that like, uh, just because you were able to get pregnant like the previous time, it might not be the same way that, you know, the next time around, especially if you're going through something like this. So I was very, um, I was very happy and shocked. Um, so, um, you know, we were surprised, but we were happy. And um, I had notified my uh, OB's office that I was, you know, I was pregnant again. And um, so, this time, because of the coronavirus, they weren't allowing any patients to go um, on site to the doctor's office. Everything was telemedicine. And they actually were like, you're not even going to go in for an ultrasound until 12 weeks. So I was like, okay. Um, I, I was really nervous about that, especially because of the previous miscarriage um, and that it was a missed miscarriage. Um, so I was supposed to have my first like OB appointment, telemedicine appointment around like, say six to seven weeks. And a few days before that appointment, um, I had gotten up from the table and I felt like this gush. I was like, what is going on? Um, and I went into the bathroom and it was like bright red blood. And it wasn't a lot, um, but it, I just, I panicked. I freaked out and I told my husband, I was like, oh my God, I'm, I'm miscarrying again. Like, this is crazy. Um, but after that, like, I didn't really, I didn't have any bleeding, but I, ca I called the doctor's office and I let them know what was going on. And they were like, all right, well, you know, maybe, um, maybe, you know, let's get you in for an ultrasound and just make sure like, you know, nothing's, nothing's wrong. So we were able to go in for an ultrasound that day and actually were able to confirm that, yes, you're, you know, there's the baby in there. There was a heartbeat. Um, at six weeks, it was a little low, I think, that the doctor felt. So she wanted me to um, just follow up in two weeks with another ultrasound to make sure that things were progressing. Um, and she said that the bleeding was likely due to a subchorionic hemorrhage, hematomas, hemorrhage. Um, 
So uh, I said, okay, you know, they didn't, they didn't have any concern over that. Um, but I think, I think that really um, put me on edge then um, for the, for the remainder of, um, you know, for the, for the coming weeks. Um, I, I really thought that like getting pregnant again would just absolve all my anxiety and fear of the first miscarriage. And it just, it didn't, it, it just amplified it. Um, which surprised me. Um, I was, I'll admit, like, I, I was like miserable, um, for, for the last pregnancy. I, I was anxious all the time. It was just such a suffocating feeling. Um, every single minute I would think about, think about it every single minute I would worry that I was going to miscarry any little feeling that I felt I would rush to the bathroom see if I was bleeding I would constantly be like on edge that any tweak or cramp meant that like you know I was imminently going to miscarry so I was I was very on edge um but at the eight at eight weeks they wanted me to come in for an ultrasound and um we went in and lo and behold, there's a healthy, strong heartbeat. Baby's looking great. Um, and so that really, for like 24 hours, that uh, helped calm some of my anxiety. But like literally, then the next day, I'm like freaking out again. Um, you know, so we were so we were happy that we were pregnant again. We had actually, um, I resolved this time to not really let anyone know um, because of what happened previously. I had just let my mom know because of the fact that she was, um, basically she had moved in with us to watch my son so that we could work from home. Um, so she kind of like knew what was going on, but I was like, I'm not, not telling anyone I'm, I'm, I'm waiting until at least like 15, 16 weeks. And then I'll tell family, like we're, we're keeping this under wraps. So I, I really didn't let anyone know, um, that we were pregnant the second time around. Um, so I had a, I think it was around 11 weeks again, I had an appointment and this time I was going into the office and, you know, through all of these appointments, my husband could not attend any of them um, because of the coronavirus. So it was very strict. It was just myself. Um, and so I went into this appointment. I actually thought I was getting an ultrasound for this appointment, but I wasn't. Um, the doctor came in with just like a, um, handheld Doppler. And I should say too that my practice is like just a rotating, there's, uh, I want to say like 10 to 12 doctors in the practice. So you're seeing somebody different every, every time, unless, you know, you request someone specific. So, um, you know, the doctor came in and he just, you know, oh, is, you know, how are you feeling? And I was, you know, I'm feeling fine. I really didn't have like too much morning sickness. Um, you know, things were, were going well. And he said, all right. Um, you know, I, I had a little bit of spotting and he knew about the, 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 um, the bleeding I had at six weeks, but you know, he was like, yeah, as long as you're not, you know, bleeding heavily, I, you know, there's really not any concern. Um, you know, he could tell I was, I was very nervous and anxious, um, because of the, the previous miscarriage. Um, but he, but he then was like, all right, well, let's see if we can hear a heartbeat. And he used the Doppler and he, he couldn't find anything, but he also, I think he only like gave it like a minute or two and he's like, oh, I can't find anything, but like, you know, I can tell you're really nervous. Um, you know, I can see if I can get you into an ultrasound just to, you know, confirm everything's okay. 
but unfortunately it was Friday afternoon at that point. Um, so I, uh, there wasn't, there, nothing was open. So he was like, well, listen, just come back in first thing Monday morning. Um, and, uh, you know, we'll, we'll fit you in for an ultrasound. I said, okay. And, um, my husband actually had gone with me to that appointment, but he was just waiting in the car. So I came out to the car and I, I just like broke down. So I was like, oh my God, uh, this is happening all over again in the same exact manner. Um, like I'm living through this nightmare all over again. I can't, I can't believe it. And I was, I was just devastated because I'm like, I'm pretty sure I, I miscarried and I didn't know it. And, uh, you know, my husband and my mom were really good about reassuring me. Just calm down. Like, you don't know that, you know, stay positive. Um, so that, that weekend was hard because on one hand, I want to keep the hope alive and I want to, you know, say to myself, like, there is no way that this could happen again at the same exact time in the same exact manner, you know, just three months later. But then on the other hand, I had, you know, I, I'm trying to like protect my emotions and trying to be prepared for the worst case scenario. So I am kind of telling myself, like, you know, you could be walking in and being told that you miscarried, like, you know, we need it, that needs to be a real possibility. So, Monday morning came around and of course I had to go to that appointment on my own. My husband couldn't come in um, and he actually had to stay back to watch my son. So I, I went to the appointment. I was, I was really nervous. Um, and so I get up there, a doctor comes in who I've actually never um, seen before. And she starts the ultrasound and, you know, fortunately she didn't, she didn't beat around the bush. She was just like, yeah, I'm not seeing what I need to say. I was like, I felt like the second time around, I just, I wasn't even upset. I was just pissed. I was so pissed because I was like, are you freaking kidding me? Like, you know, it literally like this is happening all over again. Um, so I was just like, of course, of course. Um, so I get up and she's like, I'm, I'm sorry. Um, it, it looks, it looks like, you know, you made it to about like, you know, maybe it was about 10 weeks, but I'm not seeing, you know, any heartbeat or anything. So I'm like, oh, great. Um, I will say though, I think I, I'm very glad that she was the one who saw me because she was like, okay, I recommend that you get testing on the fetus. I recommend that we test you. Like, I know this is only your second miscarriage, and I know sometimes that people will wait until the third to do this, but I, I think you should, you know, we should, we should test everything to see what's going on, because it's a little odd that, you know, um, this has happened the exact same way. So I said, okay, of course, you know. She also, this time, had recommended again another, um, so actually this time I had a, a D&E, &E, um, and she recommended doing a D&E, &E, and honestly, the first one went so well, I was like, sure sign me up. Um, so the downside was I had to wait a few days, um, for, for me to have the procedure. She didn't have any availability until then. Um, so we made, uh, made an appointment to go have the procedure. Um, you know, and the hard part was, of course, this is all, in, you know, in the, during the coronavirus. So like, it's hard enough going through a miscarriage, but then you have to go into all of these appointments, all of these procedures, that are already so emotionally heightened and you have to do it all alone. Um, so 
it, that was hard. Um, and of course I had to get like tested for the coronavirus. Um, in the morning of the procedure, I had to have it at the hospital. My husband literally just dropped me off outside the hospital. Like he couldn't come in at all. So I had to walk up there all by myself. Fortunate thing was I was pretty, you know, knowledgeable about what to expect. So it wasn't as daunting as the first time around. Um, so, you know, I went up and they got me all prepped for the procedure and, um, you know, took me back, knocked me out. I woke up, um, felt good. Um, there's, you know, everything went well. Um, you know, they had taken some blood work prior to the procedure for, you know, testing of, of, of blood work of mine, um, just to test uh, in relation to the, to the, um, the baby, because they were going to do testing on the baby to see if, if, you know, anything was going on there. Um, so they let me know probably within like, you know, three to four weeks, I hear back from that. Um, and then the doctor said, you know, when you come back for your follow-up, we'll do some additional blood testing on you just to test for any like clotting disorders, things like that. So I said, okay. Um, and they I want to say after like 30 minutes, um, they discharged me from the hospital and my husband was outside to pick me up. Um, and so we were on our way home and I, I started to feel like this cramping and like that I was, you know, obviously that I was bleeding and like, oh, this is weird. Like this feels a little bit worse than the last time, but I kind of was just like, all right, well, maybe it's just, you know, my, my body's way. It, it's just got to heal a little bit more now. So we get home and we pull into the driveway and I stand to get out of the car and it is just like uh, a, a, I don't even want to say a gush. It is like what I can only just describe as like water balloons are coming out of me and it is just like blood everywhere. And I was just like, what the hell is going on? So I immediately sit back down and I'm just like, and I call to my husband and um he sees what's going on and he's like, oh my God, oh my God. Um, and I'm like, oh, call the doctor, uh, call that one one. Like I'm, I'm freaking out. I don't, I don't know like what to do. And I remember them saying like, oh, well, if you experience, you know, shortness, you're bleeding so much that you're experiencing shortness of breath, call 911. And I'm sitting there and I'm getting dizzy and I'm having a hard time breathing. So I was like, all right, just call 911, call 911. Um, so he calls them and, and they're on the phone and they're like, all right, well, like, you know, uh, you know, we're on our way and just, you know, keep her calm. And um, I was just like laying in the front seat and I was just so nervous because um, I just didn't know what was going on. And so um, fortunately, like 10 minutes later, the, the ambulance arrives. And I remember this one of the um, EMTs coming over and she was just like, she was just like an angel because I, you know, my husband was explaining what was going on and she just kept telling me, she was like, I get it. I had one of these before, like, you're going to be okay. And she was just really reassuring. Um, so, you know, they're just like, well, can you, can you stand up and walk to the stretcher? I'm so nervous. I, I feel like, you know, I'm just going to like keep bleeding if I stand up and, you know, I just, um, I was like, fine, I'll just get up just so I can get on the stretcher and get to the hospital. And I go to stand up and it's just like all pulling out. Um, so I, I was just, I think that was in this whole experience. I mean, that was like the most um, nerve wracking and traumatizing um, because I, 
I just was, I didn't know what was going on. And I was so nervous that I wasn't like, I don't know. I, like, I didn't know what was going to happen. I was like, oh my God, I hope I like, you know, see my family again. And it, you know, you just think the worst in those situations. Um, so, you know, they, they actually were able to, you know, give me fluids and they're actually like, your, your blood pressure actually looks, you know, pretty good for everything, you know, for all the bleeding that you've been having. So um, they were able to get me to the hospital and it's, it's weird. It was like, it was just like all of that blood that had to come out of me. Cause once I got to the hospital, I had like minimal bleeding and they had done a bunch of, um, they had done like an ultrasound on my stomach to make sure that, um, you know, there was, there was, there was nothing left inside my uterus that would cause, you know, all the, the bleeding and they're like, everything looks to be fine. What, what likely happened was, you know, you just had a lot of clots and they weren't able to get out until your uterus really started like contracting and it pushed them all out. Um, so fortunately I, I didn't need like a blood transfusion or anything. Um, but that was just, and, and I was, you know, I was released a few hours later, but uh, that was just like a traumatizing day. Um, because I had actually, I had actually only taken the morning off from work because of how easy the, the, the DNC was from the previous time. Like I was like, oh, I'll just take the morning off and I'll work in the afternoon because I don't want to like use all my vacation days. And um, of course, you know, that didn't end up being the case. Um, so that was just, uh, yeah, that was a long day. And, um, you know, it, it was it was a much harder recovery than the first. Um, just had a lot of bleeding, a lot of clotting. It was just really, really weird. Um, and so, you know, I... I had been in touch with my doctor and she, we had started getting some of the test results back and we did find that the, the, um, the baby had a chromosomal abnormality. I did tell the doctor, I was like, I don't want to know the gender. Um, I just, I prefer not to know, I, you know, um, I didn't know it. I didn't know it for the first one. So I was just like, I, I'd like to kind of keep it that way. Um, so all I really could know was that, it, that there was some, you know, there was a chromosomal abnormality. So you know, we kind of knew um, the calls then for the second one. And she was like, I'm going to do the, the clotting work up on you, but I, I highly suspect nothing's going to come back. And of course it didn't. I mean, I, um, I was, you know, everything was normal. There was nothing from the blood work seemed to indicate that there was any, any issue wrong with me. Um, so, you know, because of my experience with the second miscarriage, I, got in touch with like all my doctors. I got in touch with my primary care doctor. Um, I see a gastroenterologist. Like I got in touch with all of them. And I was like, this is what's going on. Let's reevaluate everything. Like if I need to be taken off certain medication, let me know. So I, I you know, from the second one, it really helped me just, um, just make sure my own health was in check um, and make sh making sure like, you know, I was as healthy as could be. Um, and really, you know, kind of focusing on myself um, but, you know, my doctor was just like, you know, if once you're ready, you know, you can try again. Um, she actually was really positive. Um, and I'm, I'm really glad that I found her. Um, she, she was like, listen, um, you know, you were able to get pregnant the first time around. Like, there's no reason to think that you can't have a healthy pregnancy after this. And she's like, unfortunately, it, it's just like bad luck. Um, and she was like, I'm, I'm very, you know, hopeful and 
um, you know, positive that, that you will be able to have a child in the future. Um, so just hearing her say that was really, really helpful. Um, and I, you know, the one thing too, I'll say is after the, the second miscarriage, um, I, I got in touch with a therapist because I was like, I can't keep doing this and not have, um, you know, some mental support and all of it because it really won't, it just, it makes you crazy. Um, so I, I knew that after the second one, I really needed to focus on myself. I got in touch with the therapist. My, um, OB actually recommended, um, seeing an acupuncturist. So I'm seeing an acupuncturist now I'm on, um, she recommended like baby aspirin. And so I'm taking that and some other supplements, I, you know, I don't, I don't know, um, if any of these will, will have any impact on the next pregnancy, but I guess at least it gives me um, some kind of peace of mind. Um, it's that, a game plan. Yeah, like mm -hmm. it, it's like at least I can say I did something different. It might not yes. actually have any impact, <laughs> but at least I I can say you know I did X, Y, and Z. You know, so who knows? But um, you know, in this in this whole thing like something that just keeps coming up in my mind is that saying of like the definition of insanity is doing the same thing over and over again. And expecting I was just going to say that. I was literally <laughs> just going to say that. Yes. I said the same yeah. thing all the time. Yeah. I mean, especially even when I'm hearing what my doctor is saying to me and I'm like, okay, so what you're telling me is just try again and maybe it'll work. <laughs> like, I'm like, I get that. But there is so many, uh, there's insane. so much, you know, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, so yeah, so yeah, that's, I mean, that's basically my story and that's where we are today. You know, I'm in about, um, you know, a month or two out of the, the, the second miscarriage and, um, you know, just talking to a therapist and, um, you know, just having, having, being on like different supplements and things like that makes me feel like, you know, maybe the next time will be different, but maybe, and even if it's not, I know now at least like I have the tools in my toolbox to like help me deal with it. So. Yeah, absolutely. Now I always ask at the end of every episode, if you had one piece of advice for somebody in a similar situation, what would it be? Yeah. Um, first and foremost, protect your mental health. Um, it is like, there is no shame in, uh, going on antidepressants or anxiety medication or seeing a therapist. Um, the, the worst thing you can do is just bottle it up because it'll eat you alive. And to be able to move forward, like you have to have that, that, um, you know, that strong mental health team on your side. Um, I, I know it's, it's definitely helped just talking to like a therapist and, um, you know, we, I talked with her and I was like, you know, the next time I become pregnant, we're really going to need to work like closely together. Cause I'm going to be a basket case. Um, so yeah, just, just protecting your mental health and, um, you know, being a strong advocate for yourself, doing research and, you know, speaking up when you feel that, you know, something's wrong, like there's nothing wrong in, in calling your doctor, like, don't feel like you're being a squeaky wheel or anything like that. Um, if it's going to give you peace of mind, you know, advocate for yourself. So, yeah. And if somebody wants to reach out to you, where could they do so? Um, I'm on, I'm on Facebook, um, just under my, my name, Lauren Zennel. And I'm also on 
um, Twitter. I think my handle is LPZ0621. I don't know. I know I gave it to you. I honestly, I don't get on those sites too much these days, you know, just, just in protecting like my own mental health yeah. coming out of this yeah. kind of fresh. I'm like, eh, I don't think I need to be on Facebook and Instagram too much these days. Um, it just helps me, but yeah. <laughs> I hear you. Well, I'll link it. And if somebody wants to reach out, they could do so, but maybe expect a delay in response. Guys. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, well, thank you so much for doing this. I appreciate it. And I couldn't do this without you girls who are willing to share. So yeah, I just want to thank you. Yeah, no, thank you. And thank you for listening to my story. And I, I would strongly encourage anybody else who's going through a miscarriage to share their story because it really um, helped me through my dark times. So awesome. All right. Well, good luck, Lauren. And you'll have to keep us posted and we'll chat soon. All right. Thanks. Thank you so much for listening. If you enjoyed this episode, make sure you share it with a friend who could find it useful or share it on your Instagram stories. Tag myself, tag my guest so that we can personally thank you. This is a lamb fam, you guys. We're not in this alone. We're creating this ripple effect together.